this is a mission. I don't care from where you work, whether you're in an office, whether you're at home or whether you're driving a car. We all work for this mission. It's really not a nine-to-five job. Everything is in constant change, but uh, we have to, to understand that change is probably not what we should talk about. Time is. Welcome to The Spark, a podcast about work in the global digital age. I'm Prue Duggan. And welcome to the workspace of Pradeep Kumar. (laughs) Pradeep's got a mouthful of a title. He's the senior director heading the execution team of connected digital platforms and propositions at Philips in Bangalore. A few years ago, Philips made the switch to focus on health technology, And Pradeep's job is to link those products with the digital world to improve both personal and professional healthcare. He's also not your average boss. Sometimes people don't turn up to work, that's fine. I mean, a couple of days they take off. But as long as the tasks they are assigned, as long as they understand the bigger picture as to what we are moving towards that is accomplished, I'm absolutely fine with that kind of a working culture. As you can probably hear, He's the kind of leader who thinks differently about things. Pradeep has teams in both India and the Netherlands, and also works with one in the States. So, a typical day for him? (laughs) It's absolutely not nine to five, right? I mean, that's what I tell people when they come to my group. Guys, if you're looking for a nine to five job, sorry, this is not the right group for you folks. This is a mission, right? I mean... I don't care from where you work, whether you're in an office, whether you're at home or whether you're driving a car. We all work for this mission. It's really not a nine-to-five job. I always say, people, if you get up in the morning and you're still thinking of your work, that's great. Work-life balance for me is not about the amount of time you spend on work, right? It's the satisfaction you get out of what you're doing. So what exactly does the senior director heading the execution team of connected digital platforms and propositions do? We were developing, for example, toothbrushes. We were developing shavers. Right? We still develop that, but it's about digitizing this. What do I mean by digitizing? First of all, connecting it, connecting it to the external world using either Bluetooth or Wi-Fi devices. Our mission is to enable digital transformation. So whatever it needs to be done, we do it. Over the past few episodes, we've been talking about innovation, collaboration, working across cultures, and getting revolutionary ideas off the ground. In Pradeep's story, all of these things come together in an area that's seeing a lot of change at the moment. So in this episode, we want to explore how to deal with all of these elements while at the same time embracing change. So without further ado, let me introduce you to the king of flexibility, Stefan Hitforsch. I don't have an office. I mean, what is an office? Basically, it's, it's a place where people meet. It used to be a place you had to go because that was the only place you could do work. But that was before people had 
a machine in their pockets with more information than the president of the US had 20 years ago. That was when we couldn't make a video conference from our homes. The closest thing I, I would get to an office is the airport. That's where I do a lot of, uh, a lot of work. We caught up with Stefan at Alanda Airport, just outside of Stockholm. He was on his way to a speaking conference. People pay me to, to talk, and that's kind of a strange thing. I speak about trends. It could be technology or economy or societal change, behavior changes, sustainability from a more holistic perspective, sustainability from a societal perspective, sustainability from an um, economic perspective. And, uh, and one of the themes Stefan's been speaking about a lot lately is reacting effectively to the increasing rate of change. To embrace change instead of just resist it and, and be protectionists about it. The only way we can exist in this market is through constant adaptation to the changes that happen around us. Pradeep's work is at the epicenter of that kind of change. Digitization is huge and because it's so new, it's hard to predict what will happen. Technology is moving at a pace that hardly we can anticipate anything. Things change. I mean, we start off with assuming some things, but things change, right? And the ecosystem is also changing in such a fast pace that the market needs change. This is the spark. Spark. This is the spark. This is the spark. This is the spark. A lot of us blame technology for the speed of change. But even if that's the case, Stefan says we shouldn't fixate on that. We need to zoom out. Technology is nothing new. Coming up with new ideas on how to solve problems. That's technology. A new way to solve an old problem. The different thing today is the speed. Because it used to be uh, much slower. I mean, when, when the automobile was introduced in, in the beginning of the 20th century, it took almost 80 years before everybody in the US market sort of adopted and changed behavior and, and changed the horse to an automobile. It takes a lifetime for, for the society to change. Today, we see new technologies like all these digital examples like AI or blockchain or whatever kind of buzzword you want to use and we see that one day uh, you hear about it for the first time and then a couple of months later you see the first user cases and then one year later you see uh, a whole industry might be disrupted and everything moves a lot faster but uh, we have to, to understand that change is probably not what we should talk about. Time is. If we think about time instead of change the bigger picture instead of all the incremental changes going on around us. That switches things up a bit. Pradeep also has a couple of tricks of his own too. Keep calm and be flexible. You cannot draw a plan six months in advance and say, I'm going to stick to it. I'm sure all of us will perish if we have that mindset. One thing that has to be borne in mind is changes are going to come. It's only a question of how do you adapt to them? How do you, in a very fast way, orient your teams towards the change, sometimes they might be even disruptive, right? But, but the only way is keep an eye on these changes, keep a cool head, remove from your mind that everything is fixed, change is the only constant.
change will never be this slow again. It will be and what Stefan's been seeing lately has him even more convinced that we need to zoom out. I walk, I think when I walk. And then just by studying people, you can see that almost no one is present. Everybody's just focused on probably, you know, something going on in their phone. That means something going on somewhere else. And that means, ultimately, that means that they don't pay attention to the, the leaves going, um, you know, red, the squirrels in the trees, the kids chasing doves, all of these things that actually happens right now and here. It's unsustainable being so disconnected from what is actually happening. At Philips, our goal to improve 3 billion lives starts with you. What you bring to work can make life better for yourself and others the world over. Whether you're working on technologies used in hospitals or consumer products or anywhere else in the business, working at Philips is more than just a job. It's an opportunity to contribute to real innovation that will help in our global effort to make life better. Philips lets you explore exciting new possibilities in the world of health technology. Here you can make every day a day that matters. Help us make life better, healthier, and happier. Don't just challenge yourself, challenge the status quo. Innovation and you. Philips. Welcome back to The Spark and our series exploring the nature of work in the global digital age. In this episode, we're talking about adapting to change, but not just to the speed of change, because change is constant and it's all about recognizing your role in it. It requires a certain amount of will. I think it's asking myself, am I willing to understand this situation and adapt to it or even be okay with not understanding it for a little while and just sort of trusting the process a bit. Can I just say, okay... Melissa Lampson owns Lampson Consulting, where for the past 20 years, she's helped companies adapt to change in everything from diversity management to global mindset. She says one of the best things you can do to cope with all the change that's going on around you is just be honest with yourself. I think a lot of times today, we try to be so adaptive and we try to be so cool about change. You know, I see that actually happening more often now is I try to be so comfortable with change and just accept the changes. Well, I think there's also boundaries we can set for ourselves and say, look, this actually isn't comfortable for me and I'm going to set a boundary here. And for Pradeep, there's an added dimension. He needs to deal with the speed of change and also the change in the makeup of his teams. So it's no more... Uh, monolithic kind of uh, work culture where everybody comes from the same culture, you're born and brought up almost in the same city, you, you work from your day out in college till you retire in the same company. No, it's an extremely dynamic world. I believe uh, in cross-pollination of cultures to a great extent because that's where the great ideas come into play. And openness to everybody's ideas is, is the key to success. Today, it's really blended. We're talking about really global diversity and global mindset and what does it mean to look at our own biases when we are having those interactions and how do we eliminate those or at least reduce them enough so that we're not as frustrated and certainly our counterpart isn't frustrated or hurt by it. A few years ago, Pradeep and his team in Bangalore had a profound experience in cultural differences. The importance given to quality in Japan versus probably what we give in India, 
it's miles apart. My great example is when we were doing the uh, oral healthcare product called Orlando. This is a connected toothbrush for the kids. We got like 100 bug reports from the Japanese folks who are sitting in Tokyo. Our guys was like, are these guys crazy? We have launched this product in 24 countries. How can they come up with 100 bugs? Yes, the level of detail that these friends from Japan went into was mind-boggling. That was kind of an eye-opener for many of us and said, guys, the same level of quality is not acceptable across the globe. You have to cater the needs of the different market, different cultures. That comes from a different cultural mindset as well. That is what makes Japan what Japan is in terms of quality, right? When you're trying to sell the same product in China, it was not the same. But when you were trying to launch the product in many of the East European countries and the West European countries and in the US, it was not the same. I mean, I learned so many things from my Japanese colleagues. And from then on, when we launched our second product in Japan, we never got so many bucks. The team was so proud. If my team doesn't learn from its failures, then I am really scared. Hey, what's wrong with this team? If you look at how people think in terms of approaching a project or, or a problem, you'll have those cultures that are more on the uh, side where they're process oriented, right? So they'll, they'll want to know everything is in place. They'll want to have a plan. They'll want to kind of think everything out in advance. And then they'll present sort of the whole plan and then say, and by the way, this is how we're going to get there. Then there are those cultures that are more results oriented and you'll start with kind of an idea and you'll just kind of start going and kind of getting input along the way and collaboratively build the plan or the process and there may be a lot of changes and retooling but eventually you're going to get to you know hopefully the same outcome where you solve the problem or start the project and obviously you can see that there'd be potential conflicts in that one of the theories out there is that the old world most of europe say tends to be more process oriented but the New World, the United States, for example, has a more recent history of pioneering and of acting quickly without a plan in order to survive. So people in those countries are less likely to be concerned about risk and their process will be more reactive. Pradeep's seen both and learned from both. Thinking of Plan B while you're still executing Plan B, I learned it from my Dutch colleagues. Or from my American colleagues, I have learned a lot. I mean, the way they can sell anything... My American friends, great. The way they can package even the smallest of thing and sell it, fantastic. And the hardworking nature and the diligence that the Indians put in, they have a never-die attitude. They will do it, whatever it takes. Despite the growing pains of a global team, the benefits are tangible. The main benefit is that you get to leverage the strengths and the skills and the perspective of different areas of the world. It's really fun to see how those experiences and that expertise gets melded and leveraged and excites other team members when they get together to work. So I think that that's the biggest value, if you will, for individuals who go into a global company is that they get to go, wow, I never looked at building a car that way. Or wow, I never knew that, you know, we could stay up all night and we could fix like 
500 bugs in this particular program. And then by the next day that we can just present to the client, you know, a almost perfect software product, right? Because the work ethic across different countries, because of just time zones so that it makes sense to, to work all night sometimes in certain situations. So I think that creates a lot of productivity and a lot of fun because you're learning a lot. And then that allows you to just really expand your mind. As leaders, we need to be cognizant of the cultural differences that exist. My first plea to all my team members is, guys, please try to understand the other side of the opinion. Don't shut yourself and try to make it a one-way traffic saying, hey, my way is the only way. Please be open to the feedback that you're getting. Try to understand the rationale behind why is somebody giving you that feedback. Then things open up. It's always a balance. My take on this is we need to be open to the differences, embrace the differences. This kind of exposure to different mindset makes you a better person. For Pradeep, dealing with change comes down to three things. Adapt, adapt, adapt. There has been no blueprint given to any of us. We have to be really like sailors. We are in the path of discovery. We have to find, hey, this is, is this the right way to go? Let's try it out. All of us should have the freedom to make new mistakes. Adapt from your failures, learn from your failures, adapt it in your next cycle. Again, go back to your consumers, ask them, is this what you like? Is this what fits the purpose? Then adapt yourself. That's the only way in digital you can succeed. If you're looking for a career that challenges the status quo, check out careers.philips.com. And if you haven't yet, go to your podcast app and rate and review this podcast. The Spark is produced by the Philips recruiting team, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Prue Duggan. Thank you for listening. Phillips. Next week on The Spark, we pick apart innovation and having the freedom to explore. When we really look at innovation, the technology is the easy part and the technology is not the expensive part. It's not the thing that's contributing to the biggest cost saving. That is a people issue. That is a process issue. And until we understand that and change completely the process, we're never going to get there. Find out more next week on The Spark.